Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. Today, we have a wonderful guest with us. Her name is Louisa. She is the founder of LF Consulting. She is a leadership mentor, international speaker, trusted advisor to boards and C-suites, and a hidden leaning forces ninja. She is a recognized speaker, writer, and mentor of amazing entrepreneurs to become dynamic, compelling, and impactful leaders of teams that rock. Over the past 15 years, she has helped entrepreneurs, CEOs, and founders across a range of companies from Fortune 500 companies and world-leading organizations such as Coca-Cola, BCG, Pfizer, Merck, and many more to scale up and mid-sized companies from 20 plus countries to guide them to implement cutting edge people-centered transformations to expand their business beyond what is expected. Welcome to the podcast, Louisa. Oh my God, Natalie, I have goosebumps. Is that me? <laughs> that is you. Oh, it was I, when I was reading who was coming on the podcast today and doing some more research into you, I'm like, I'm excited to talk to you. You have such an amazing experience. Wow. Yeah. Probably I've been an entrepreneur for 30 plus uh, years. Yeah. And the other day I was counting how many companies I founded in the meantime. And the number is pretty impressive. <laughs> I think that happens as an entrepreneur, right? Our, our kind of yeah. purpose shifts and, and where we're focusing shifts. So tell me a bit more about what is your mission and, and your passion right now in this season of life? Oh, wow. That's a very good question. So uh, let's say that I have a mission as Luisa Ferrario, and then I have a mission uh, as uh, the CEO of my of my company. Okay. Um, the, the two things, uh, of course, uh, uh, align to some extent, uh, but let's say that uh, my own mission and purpose uh, is to enjoy life. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Full stop at the end of yeah. the sentence. <laughs> That's it. So this means everything and anything. Okay. So, but in terms of being the CEO of my own company, my mission uh, is to uh, help uh, other entrepreneurs and business owners uh, uh, grow their businesses uh, and expand uh, their businesses and their companies. And basically, I would say to make millions uh, impacting millions. So that would be <laughs> the short sentence. I love that. I love that. Make millions and impact millions. So not just about the money, but about, you know, making the world a better place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And you are from Cyprus, right? Or no, originally from Italy, yeah. living in Cyprus, and right now spending the summer in Gdańsk, Poland, which is exactly. where my family's from. So I'm jealous. I would do anything to be there with you right now. So tell me a, a little bit about that. So how you run a, such a successful company um, kind of all over the world. 
Yeah. So uh, a few years ago, maybe it was uh, um, 2015, uh, I had a very, very interesting piece of work uh, with uh, the VIP sales, uh, global VIP sales uh, of a multinational company based uh, in uh, Canada with the second headquarter in Austria offices in Germany and he was from Italy so he was living basically in the VIP lounge of the airports and he had a team of 12 people from 11 different countries so this means with the 11 different languages cultures religions habits ways of of doing business okay and for me that was a very very enlightening experience experience. I grew so much with that experience. I was coaching him because uh, um, he was really suffering. So so the word virtual was not even uh, (laughs) on our vocabularies, but he needed uh, someone to help him to put all those things together, especially because uh, uh, his wife uh, was uh, expecting the fifth baby. So they already had four babies uh, and uh, the this one was uh, on his way because it was a boy. And uh, so he really wanted uh, to have um, also his own life out of this. And he also wanted to uh, be able to uh, lead uh, his team uh, the best way possible. He was he wanted to be compelling, uh, uh, engaging, uh, and uh, uh, he wanted to have committed people. So all the things that uh, I help leaders uh, have. So he was everywhere. And in this everywhere, I had to adapt to his schedule. That is something that I was used to do, but usually it it was not so much in terms of uh, time zones uh, and so on and so forth. So sometimes we were having conversation 15 minutes uh, in the morning, uh, uh, his morning uh, uh, at seven uh, while uh, maybe he was in Canada and I was uh, I was in my office. So it was very fun. So I learned a lot and I learned about the flexibility that I could offer him in terms of um, helping the process of coaching be successful. At the same time, I had a lot of fun because uh, I get bored very quickly. And so I had a lot of fun with this project. And uh, um, so I told to myself, this is the way I want uh, to have my life. So I have a framework that I use to help leaders achieve their goals and also entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. The second item of this framework is lifestyle. Because what I noticed uh, over the years uh, is that uh, uh, leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners, and it, it was also my own experience, uh, so I can tell that firsthand, uh, do not think about their lifestyle prior starting their companies, starting their businesses, pivoting on something different, changing um, if they are working in the corporate world, uh, changing on a new role and so on and so forth. So I told to myself, this is something that I absolutely have to help others uh, put their attention on, especially so we are on a, on a podcast where we talk also about uh, being sick. Yeah. And that was also taking that that part of my my life that was that was and it is and still is a huge part uh, of it. Uh, I recognize the importance uh, of uh, uh, defining my lifestyle first and foremost. Yeah. 
I started from there to create a culture uh, by my clients uh, that working online was possible and with the same uh, results uh, and sometimes even better results because people, especially their people, so when I was working with the corporate world, uh, they didn't have to, I don't know, to spend two hours to come to me or I didn't have to spend two hours to go to them. They do not have to invest money in paying me my uh, my um, uh, travel and so all the things that were involved and again that was before 2020 that was a, a very lucky move that's the reason why I am here and I can uh, work uh, everywhere in the world I have uh, clients uh, in the US uh, in Canada in Europe uh, in UK and uh, yeah and all over Europe um, I can tell you that uh, it's it, it's lovely also because I like so much to travel. Yeah. And it's a very huge part of the enjoyment that I was talking uh, in the beginning. And uh, uh, so I enjoy so much to go out, go out for a walk and not to see all, always the same okay. thing that I could see elsewhere. So before moving to Cyprus, uh, I've spent uh, almost one year and a half in Austria. So I have lived uh, in several places. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So what languages do you speak? I speak Italian and it is my mother tongue. I speak English. I speak German. I speak a little bit of French and I understand quite well Spanish, but I'm not I'm not so good in speaking it. <laughs> okay, wow, that's amazing. And, and that's something you don't see a lot of in Canada, in the States. You know, uh, Polish was my first language and then French and then English. I've lost French now, which a lot of people, you know, if, if you don't know more than one language, you don't understand how you can lose one. But it's it's definitely possible. But you don't see someone who can speak five or I, I didn't count. I'm not great at numbers, but like five or so languages very often anymore. So that's really impressive. That's awesome. But this is something that is very common in the EU, uh, Absolutely. in the, uh, yeah. the English-speaking uh, English, uh, uh, culture, because uh, you have uh, the language that is probably the most non-spoken, because probably the most spoken is Chinese or Indian, yeah. I don't know, or Spanish, I don't know, but uh, English everything that has uh, um, a, a second uh, uh, language uh, on uh, legal papers and so forth is always English. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you, you are comfortable. You are comfortable in your language. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I like I I understand different languages, right? Because I grew up not speaking English. Yeah. I was kicked out of um, nursery school because I didn't know how to speak English. So I understand that experience and traveling the world, not knowing how to speak the language. But it's a very different uh, thing to live somewhere where you don't speak the language. Like you said, you're in Poland for the summer. How do you get by? And do you do, uh, you know, a lot? Do you spend a lot of time inside working because you are remote or do you do a lot of working out in coffee shops, things like that as well? Yeah, yeah. So uh, every time that I have a call uh, uh, with the clients uh, or an interview like this one, I am always uh, in in the the flat that I rented for those three months. Otherwise, uh, I really like to uh, all the back office uh, is done uh, in different places, and because I get a lot of inspiration when I am there, uh, I am surrounded by this let's say white noise that uh, is very comfortable uh, in terms of and in a language that is not my own language, so I do not understand. Anything in Polish, yeah, very good. So it's just you know, 
something that uh, is in the background. Uh, and so I can concentrate and focus very well. Uh. But also when I live in Cyprus, where everybody almost speaks uh, English, um, I go out uh, and I work outside also because we have uh, a fabulous uh, sea. And so. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And where is your family located? You're such a nomad. Do you see them often? <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, my family consists uh, in uh, one sister <laughs> uh, and uh, one daughter. So <laughs> this is the family. And uh, my sister is still in Italy and my daughter recently relocated to Germany. She was living in Milano, but in, in Italy, but she recently relocated in Germany. In Munich, she works for Microsoft. Yeah, she relocated there. And so... <laughs> well, that, you guys are a short flight away from each other and that's, yeah. you know... Uh, amazing yeah. on the same side of the world at least absolutely for the time yeah. being yes yeah for the time being. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that's because, awesome because, because i had companies uh, in the united states uh, and when i had the companies there uh, we were planning with my daughter to move there because uh, we, we could not think about being part that much more that was uh you know uh maybe the two three thousand miles yeah uh, because we already experienced that uh, because when she was 14 and 15 for two years she went to Dominican Republic because uh, her father moved there for a while uh, for work so uh, she wanted to travel and to study abroad and so she moved there but it was very very difficult mm -hmm. uh, to, to keep the connection it was it was 2013 uh, 2000 uh, yeah 13 and 14. Uh, and it was really, really painful. And uh, I didn't say no. I supported her. I always supported her in everything she chose. She had chosen to do, but that probably was the first time that I cried uh, all my tears uh, for a week uh, because I was keeping everything for myself. Uh, at a certain point, she confronted me and she told me, I know that you are hiding something, so it's better. <laughs> she was 14, but she was already leading her life very well. And so I told her uh, my, my biggest fear was to lose my connection as a mother um, because uh, I didn't know how consistent uh, we could be. I, I, I knew that I could be consistent, but I don't know how a 14 years old person could be consistent in reaching out to being on in, in the other part of the world. Yeah. Now she speaks uh, five languages better than me, but back then uh, she didn't speak English very well. So she had so much on her plate to put together in order to fit where she was uh, going and she didn't yeah. speak a word of Spanish. Um, so that was a very tough experience. Uh, and so we chose to stay and the same part of the world amazing, for the time being. Amazing. So tell me a little bit more of the companies you have founded in the past and what type of companies have you had before? Oh, wow. This is basically uh, past the lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> So I first started uh, with a company that was uh, uh, helping music publishing companies uh, to connect uh, with uh, singers uh, and music writers because uh, I was married uh, uh, with um, uh, a music publisher. So I, I founded this company with him and with my sister-in-law. And that company name was Tandem. That was uh, my first official company. I was the president of this company and it didn't go very well. Uh, it, it, it lived for three years and then we closed it. Uh, it was a very good experience uh, in terms of things not to do as an yeah. entrepreneur. 
then after that, uh, I stopped for a couple of years uh, because I had my daughter and I just wanted to focus on that. And then uh, I started again uh, having uh, other kind of companies that are very different than the one that I that I have today because uh, I have been for uh, several years uh, a, a, a vegan chef and uh, I had uh, a vegan school. I was uh, coaching people uh, to transition from, uh, let's say, a normal uh, and omnivore uh, diet uh, to a more vegan one. And uh, I also had a restaurant for several years wow. together with uh, um, a partner. And, and that was another story. And then I had companies uh, in the real estate and those companies uh, were based uh, in the U.S., they were in Florida and my business was basically in uh, Cleveland in Ohio. And uh, so I was traveling um, here and there. And then uh, I still have uh, a couple of companies in the real estate in Italy. And then I have been a freelancer, I don't know, probably uh, 30 years uh, in between those things. Wow. Uh, this is probably the most consistent uh, thing that I have uh, been or done. Uh, and um, always uh, in the field of leadership uh, uh, in the industry of coaching and mentoring. Three years ago, uh, after a while, I wanted to uh, establish again a company that was uh, dedicated to this business that has been going for the longest time in my life. And uh, so, yeah, I, I went, uh, I moved to Cyprus and I started LF Consulting uh, there. Yeah, that's, that's uh, it's awesome. almost three years old. Yeah, almost three years. Yeah. So with LF Consulting, tell me how you work with someone. So let's say someone like me was looking to hire a business coach or mentor. How do you yeah. work with people? Uh, are you asking about the... Um how the process starts or what I, what the offers are uh, kind of like what the offers are, what's the transformation that you provide and what do you work on with them? And yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have uh, basically um, the framework that I was referring to that is yeah. called magnetic ninja leaders. And it's a framework that is based on three different pillars uh, with uh, um, nine items. So each pillar has uh, three chunks, uh, each chunk uh, in total, uh, we have nine chunks you can start with, uh, uh, the, let's say, the, the first offer that is called uh, uh, Millionaire uh, Mind Zone uh, Jumpstart. So what you can get from there is uh, reframing your mindset around money and uh, business growth and in general around abundance, also abundance in life, not just business, energy, so physical energy, mental energy, all the things that are energy related. I have been a healer. For all my life, this is something that I usually do not mention, but usually very sensitive people are healer and they don't know that they heal. But I have been practicing this for 30 years and I have so many certifications of things that I have studied. And OK, anyway, <laughs> so, and so mindset, energy and emotions. OK, so uh, this is what I call mindset, emotion set and energy set. So you need to be aligned with those three things in order to be able to see uh, practical results that you are expecting. And most of the times, even beyond that. And this is the first part. So when you when you wanted to start working with me and you just want to have a, a, a bite of what it is, this is what you, you can have. 
Um, and this is usually longer from uh, 21 days. I know that it might sound very short, but the tools and the processes are very, very powerful. And probably also uh, due to the fact that I have used them for so much longer and especially uh, with myself, they really work very, very quickly. And so um, it's it's useless that I say people, uh, that I tell people that they can go and work with me for six months when they can have the same results in three weeks, you know? Right. Let's say that it can go a little bit longer if you need to, to have a little bit more time, but not more, not longer than six weeks, okay, in general. The second offer is the first one, plus uh, strategy systems uh, and, uh, oh my God, it's three S, strategy systems and... Uh, uh, I don't get the third one. Okay. And that's okay. <laughs> doesn't matter. And this is called uh, uh, Ninja Business uh, Activation. So basically, uh, you add uh, to the part that is related to the mindset, uh, emotion set, uh, and energy set uh, something that is more uh, specific. Uh, to the systems, uh, to the strategy that you have, uh, and uh, that helps you to uh, nail down uh, uh, other uh, things that are more business related. And so you start to move from uh, the uh, inside leadership uh, on the outside leadership, because basically the transformation that you have uh, with uh, each one of, of my uh, offers uh, is that you um, have a transformation that goes from the inside out. And so you have to start in the inside, of course. And uh, this is uh, the second one is basically a VIP day, a weird one, because uh, I have been uh, requested many times uh, to have it done uh, different, uh, differently. So I call it... Uh, an horizontal VIP day or a vertical <laughs> VIP day. So it is horizontal when you just want to have uh, everything in just one day, or if we are on a two different time zone, uh, two days in a row. And then uh, you have another small piece that is uh, um, two, three, four weeks after we finish uh, the VIP day. And then uh, this is the implementation uh, session. Uh, Otherwise, uh, if it is a uh, horizontal, uh, it goes that uh, um, we have uh, the same number of hours, basically, and we split them uh, following more uh, the flow of what is happening. Because right. there are people uh, who are very, very clear, they want everything done uh, yesterday. And so I'm totally flexible. I'm totally happy to help them with that. And other people uh, that uh, have different rhythm uh, and also their business have a different rhythm so For sure. uh, usually uh, when we have the first call uh, I get a few tests I see with them uh, uh, if it is uh, um, more profitable for them to have uh, the vertical or the horizontal version of the VIP day, uh, because you might want to have everything done very, very quickly, but it might not be the best thing right. uh, for you. And, and so, for sorry, in that VIP day, what are you focusing on with the I'm person? Focusing, yeah. Uh, the mindset, the, so the same thing, okay. uh, right? Plus uh, 
the strategy uh, of the business and then the structure that was the third s so this is the system structure and strategy um so the the systems uh, business system uh, business strategy and uh, business structure and Actually. it depends it might be that you need to have my to pick my brain on all of them in, but 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 we know that ahead of time so when we right. have the first call we we already know what you need yeah amazing that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then there is a third one. Uh, the third one uh, is when you, uh, it's the more comprehensive one. So it has uh, all the nine items uh, of the framework. It is more when uh, your, uh, uh, let's say, uh, CEO soul uh, is knocking at the door and you are uh, in the process uh, uh, of building your team or you already have a team and you are ready for uh, a more uh, strong uh, focus on your leadership mm -hmm. because uh, three uh, of the main parts of this uh, uh, last piece that is called uh, Ninja Leaders Accelerator uh, are meant to... Uh, to cover uh, delegation, uh, to cover how to build an A-team uh, and uh, how to empower yourself uh, in order to be able to empower our uh, other people, uh, the lifestyle that I was mentioning before, your personal brand uh, as a leader, all those things that are very, very useful. Uh, not be so relevant uh, mm -hmm. if you are, for instance, if you are, a coach or a consultant or a business or a service provider and uh, you uh, your business makes uh, from i don't know from 60k to uh, 100 uh, or 150 you might not be ready for that piece of work that uh, also is the longest one it goes uh, on for 6 months uh, it can be shorter it can be 4 months but really doesn't make any sense it th this one needs to be uh, a little bit longer and needs to have a little bit more of commitment uh, on both sides my side uh, and uh, the customer's side yeah so basically uh, this is uh, what it is so to sum up mindset the first one um, mindset and systems the second one and uh, mindset systems uh, and leadership the third one amazing I love that I love it. And to pivot a little in our conversation, uh, I would love to know. So when, when you did the form and we were kind of looking into, um, having you on the podcast, you had a really interesting look on the word sick. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about. So it's something, a, a misconception when someone hears about the podcast sick and successful, a lot of times is that we focus on the illness where for me, my mission in life is really to empower people to know that no matter what illness or life circumstances you have, you can be successful. Uh, but I was really intrigued by your response on if you are sick and what you are sick with. So do you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. So my idea about that uh, is that, uh, as I was sharing on that paper, considering myself uh, just sick uh, uh, would not help me and would not help me uh, would not help anybody else so would put me in the uh, under the level uh, of uh, a poor victim uh, who is not able to take uh, um, her own uh, life uh, in her own hands uh, and lead it if there is something that i have learned uh, over the years uh, is that leaders leadership is a choice that starts from within and also being sick is a choice. I know that this might sound weird, but I chose as my my physical body is not the most gifted part of me. 
uh, in terms of health. Uh, I have I have been speaking with my body over the years uh, and uh, agreeing on the next level of sickness or of health that <laughs> we could handle in order to um, be as much expensive as, as possible in order to open up my life uh, and make new achievements possible. Uh, because as you can see, I have very uh, alive and vibrant energy. This comes from uh, years and years and years of taking care of myself as if I was uh, the coolest sport uh, athlete possible. Yeah. So I have been uh, taking care of my uh, nutrition and I, st I, still, I still do. I have been taking care of my uh, of uh, what I uh, the food that I put in my in my head. So I stopped watching television 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. I never owned a television since then. Oh. I have one here and one in Cyprus because those apartments are rented and they didn't want to get rid of the television, but it it is not switched switched on. And uh, I do not read newspapers. I do not listen to the radio. When I want to uh, get informed, I have my own sources of information that I know are respectful and I do not want to have any trash on my path. Yeah. So I'm very selective selective in terms of people that I, that I have as friends. I'm also very selective in terms of uh, uh, clients, I would say. And this is something that came with uh, a lot of wisdom uh, over the years, uh, because I know that I, uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not the good choice for everyone and not everyone is the good, the good choice for me. So I think that uh, uh, my role with clients uh, is to be a partner mm -hmm. and it's, impo it's impossible to be, a, to be a partner if you really do not like uh, respect, uh, appreciate uh, uh, the other person uh, to its fullest, mm, yeah. to, 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 to the whole, okay, of what they are, uh, of what they are. I chose uh, uh, to be a different sick person, <laughs> a more intentional sick person, gotcha. a more uh, aware sick person. And uh, um, one of the sickness that I have been uh, dealing with, uh, apart from coming from uh, a very um, heavy, house, uh, heavy household when I was a kid. Heavy uh, meaning, uh, what do you mean by heavy? Like heavy. Heavy mean that I have been beaten many times. Okay, abusive. I have been uh, psychologically uh, gaslighted many times. Uh, many times means for many years in a in a row. And uh, uh, my father was an alcoholic. Uh, even if my parents were beautiful people, but this doesn't mean that they were carrying with them uh, uh, so deep wounds uh, yeah. that were affecting my life and my uh, sister life. Um, and then uh, my mother had a lot of addictions, uh, uh, food addictions, uh, religious addictions, uh, and uh, uh, game addictions. So also the money part uh, of my family was very, very dysfunctional. Not that we didn't have money but they uh, there were there was not at all uh, um, a culture of abundance just the other day I was thinking uh, uh, that since I was probably uh, 15 16 maybe even 18 years old I was thinking thinking that we were a poor family 
but we were not. Mm. I mean, my father, uh, when uh, I was 20 years old, so uh, I am now 53. My father, uh, when I was 20 years old, so it means uh, in 1989, was earning uh, uh, something that uh, uh, today could correspond to 12K a month. Wow. A month. And there were some months that I was told uh, it's not possible for us uh, to, to have that because we do not have money. Oh. And then, then when my mother died, my mother died when she was quite young. She was 48 years uh, old and I was 24. My sister was uh, um, uh, 19. And uh, I found out that she was uh, spending all the, the, the money on the lotto and she was um, uh, gambling. When, yeah, gambling. Yeah, gambling and uh, doing those things. And so I had to lend my father to the money for the funeral because my mother because my mother died and he didn't have the money to do the funeral. Oh. And when I found out that, <gasps> I told myself, no, this is this is not possible. And so my father was relying so much on me uh, that I probably was uh, the only person uh, he uh, gave uh, his money and told uh, you can do everything that you want with that. And uh, I kept growing his uh, um, net worth and growing and growing and growing. So uh, also because um, he was very uh, confident that I could handle that. And probably this was a a very empowering um, thought from his side that really helped uh, not just the relationship, but also to uh, the way that I was handling things. And one thing that I still have is fibromyalgia. And sometimes it gets better. Sometimes it, it gets a little bit worse. So for instance, this last week uh, here in Dansk, uh, uh, there is a lot of humidity and humidity is not the best choice uh, when you have fibromyalgia. Um, and so um, I had uh, some more pain than usual, but um, I know how to how to handle it. So I know that I have to shift a little bit on a different uh, um, um, food. I know that I have to uh, go to sleep at a certain time. I know that I have to do certain activities such as uh, walk a little bit longer or uh, to um, to do to use some uh, energy techniques uh, in a different ways uh, or in a different quantity and also the other thing is the uh, the hypersensitivity that sometimes gets uh, in the way but on the other side really helps me to connect mm. with people and to help help them very very deeply to over, to uh, go over uh, their um, stuckness uh, also with their business because I use uh, those techniques not just uh, to help people but also to help a business so I use those healing techniques not just for with people but yeah. also to heal businesses and to heal teams this is something that I that I have used for many years uh, I do not promote that a lot because uh, usually matching the word healing with the teams and with the corporate word yeah and the um, leadership <laughs> really doesn't doesn't work but this is probably a stigma that we need to uh to break Absolutely. 
And a couple of days ago, I interviewed a colleague of mine. He's from San Francisco and uh, he's a healer and uh, he heals leaders and entrepreneurs. And so I really wanted to, to have him uh, as a guest because uh, um, and this uh, and uh, the interview will go out with uh, our LinkedIn newsletter in a week because uh, um, I have the proof that this is possible and that there are 100%. leaders that, and, and entrepreneurs uh, who are uh, okay in uh, accepting that uh, there is this part of them that is called being human. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that sometimes uh, need uh, uh, to be uh, addressed uh, in a way that is slightly different than what the outside world uh, uh, might think uh, it should be. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So you mentioned something that kind of caught my ear a little bit. I, w- I want you to elaborate when you mentioned I chose to be sick. What did you mean by that? Because I know that some people listening to the podcast might feel a little bit offended, you know, if they're at the beginning of of the diagnosis because I understand because of my sickness, that's my superpower when it comes to businesses. I yeah. see things in a different light. I see humans in a different light. I see the way that I structure my day in a different light because I chose my sickness as my superpower. Um, but someone who might just have been recently diagnosed or maybe is struggling with a child who's who has an illness. Let yeah. uh, Tell me a little bit more on, on yeah, what you mean. Absolutely. So one part of choosing uh, is that uh, I, I chose the sickness uh, in terms of being my superpower as well, because as I was mentioning, this gives me more humanity, more flexibility, more uh, uh, openness in terms of possibilities, in terms of using also uh, strategies and structures that might be unconventional, that might be disruptive, but uh, if the end result uh, is uh, totally respectful uh, and uh, uh, it's very good for uh, the win-win-win uh, situation, uh, why not? Okay, yeah. this, is, this is one thing. The other thing is that... Um, Probably when I was, uh, uh, I, I just, uh, I, I just had my daughter, and uh, uh, that was probably the worst uh, time of my life in terms of sickness. I didn't know that I, I had fibromyalgia. I didn't know about hypersensitivity. I didn't know that I have a neurodivergent brain. I didn't know that I was dyslexic. I didn't know that I was uh, that I had uh, dyspraxia. So. I, I didn't know about all those things uh, and uh, um, I started researching and finding out uh, that uh, there were ways that I could use uh, in order to at least decrease uh, the number of issues that I was having. And when I say choose uh, is that uh, I wanted to show up for myself. I didn't want to be a victim. I wanted, uh, as I was mentioning before, uh, to be uh, a super athlete uh, and so to treat myself uh, uh, as such. Uh, and so I know that I was very weird to the eyes uh, of many people. Uh, and uh, some friends stopped inviting me, for instance, uh, to have food with them, to eat with them, uh, because uh, I was asking them uh, if I could bring my own food uh, because of all the allergies and intolerances that I had and that I still have. Nobody was talking about uh, gluten uh, allergies, um, fibromyalgia, uh, sugar blues, and nobody was talking about that 25 years ago. And so they started to uh, put me aside uh, and to exclude uh, me from uh, the circle of friends. The choice was that I choose uh, to put myself first 
So if I wanted to have a remarkable life and end my days thinking that I have no regrets, I have to show up for myself. So yeah. this is the choice that I'm talking about. So, and this is a choice that I recommit Every you have to every yeah. day, Natalie. Not uh, uh, by time to time, but every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a thing that sometimes you know you can fall into the illness, whatever it is, and you can feel like a victim. Um, and and there's a place to you know mourning and and grieving and 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 learning a diagnosis. But uh, that's something that I'm really passionate about myself as well. Is you get to choose the life you live within the circumstances you were dealt, right? Nobody chose to be bedridden. Nobody chose to be whatever it is that, that we're all dealing with, but we get to choose the, the, you know, what we do within our circumstances. And I love, I love how you said that you, you choose it every day because sometimes you have to, you know, wake up and, and recommit and take care of yourself. And sometimes you want, like, you probably don't because you've been eating well for 30 years, but sometimes you want a McDonald's hamburger, you know, and you have to commit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. I do not like McDonald's, but sometimes I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and I know that for three days uh, I have to be very good. The, the following three days, yes. 72 hours uh, are very critical. And so I have to pay very uh, much attention to what I'm eating in the next uh, 72 hours. But this is just a choice. I want to go out. I want to eat that. I want to eat gluten. Okay, it's fine. I do that. I just need to be uh, more aware, more conscious and more intentional uh, on what I eat and what I will eat and all the other things that I will choose uh, for the next 72 hours. And I think it's funny, but how much that correlates honestly with business, because you have to be with an illness. You have to be more aware. You have to be more cognizant. Your eyes open so much wider to the world. And then you see business in, in a similar light where, you know, some, some entrepreneurs have blinders on to their leadership skills, to the health of their team, to their maybe spiritual side, all of these things that aren't being intertwined. And that's why us quote unquote, sick and successful people have such um, unreal superpowers when it comes to business as well. Absolutely. One another thing comes to mind that is uh, vulnerability. So, for instance, uh, people uh, who experience sickness uh, are definitely um, much uh, more keen uh, to be vulnerable because they, I mean, if if they wanted to succeed, they have to accept things. Okay, and this is the first step. And they have to call things with their name. They have to accept them and they have to accept their vulnerability. That means uh, not just the physical vulnerability, but the mental vulnerability that comes with it, the emotional vulnerability, because there are days when you want to destroy everything to shut <laughs> everything down. And go, Ciao. <laughs> All right. Of course. Yeah. 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 So uh, this give us, uh, uh, I'm not saying that uh, people uh, who are, uh, different than us are not vulnerable. I'm not saying that, but uh, I'm saying that uh, th- this is another thing that uh, uh, we can put into the equation. Uh, yeah. Probably is um, uh, a way to uh, be uh, more uh, uh, able uh, to really um, be patient uh, and be welcoming uh, with the other one, who, yeah. no matter who the other one is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've, I've enjoyed this conversation so much. The floor is yours. So tell us what you have going on, 
what you want the listeners to know, anything, anything that kind of comes to mind or that you want to promote if you have anything new coming out? So um, if you ask me what I want to promote, uh, uh, for sure, uh, Activation VIP Day, that, that is something that I really uh, would suggest. Uh, at least uh, uh, everybody who might be interested to come on a call with me and to have a chat and, uh, uh, and to know what it is about uh, and maybe just to have, uh, you know, uh, an overall conversation on what is going on in their business, because just that might help. And I recently uh, released a, a free training that is called uh, the 28 day money mindset fix for entrepreneurs. If anybody would like to have access to this training, uh, they're very, very welcome. And they will have a lot of energy, a lot of mindset shift, and a lot of uh, emotional uh, clutter uh, get 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 ridden of. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. We'll put the link in the show notes below. And you're also on uh, LinkedIn is where you're most active, right? But you're on LinkedIn, Instagram, we'll have all of that down below. So everyone can take a look and follow you. Uh, And and any last, I also also have the newsletter on LinkedIn that is called Impactful Leaders. And yeah, yeah. I love it. And any last words, anything you want the listeners to know? So Natalie, this was the first time that someone uh, uh, was on purpose uh, interviewing me and was uh, keeping the sickness into Mm. uh, the equation. And I'm very, very, very thankful to you for that very from the deep bottom of my heart because uh, most of people uh, who know me don't ask about this and uh, don't know anything about that. And somehow they are... I, I feel that they, yeah. they would like to know more, but they are scared. There is a sort of uh, uh, shame, a sort of, uh, um, I don't know. Um, Keep it a secret. Yeah, like, they are it's taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taboo. They are holding themselves back because, but those are things that we should talk more about. Exactly. So anything that makes you vulnerable is a superpower. This is something that you really would like to uh, to let every human being, but in specifically every business owner and every entrepreneur. Everything that you you think it you think it is a, a vulnerable point, uh, uh, it is your superpower. You I just have to look at it from a different perspective and learn the lessons that it is behind it. Yeah, yeah, I got goosebumps because it's so true. It's why I'm so passionate about this podcast. Is because it's it's people like us that are successful. It, it becomes something that like maybe people forget about even people close in our lives are like, she must be better because she's podcasting every week. She must be better because she is making so much money or whatever their perception of us are. But no, I still struggle a lot with my health. Right. But I choose to have this lifestyle. I choose to get up in the morning and do what I need to, to have, have this life. And I think it's important for us to share that so that other people who are going through the same thing or similar things can see that it, you know, no, I don't get up every single day and have 12 hour work day. There are days where I don't do very much at all. Or when I have Fridays off and, you know, we have things in our lifestyle, like you, you, you mentioned, I think, I don't think we were recording yet, but you move from Cyprus to different parts of the world when it gets too hot there because of your illness. And like we do things that people might think we're oh, people might think you're a nomad just for fun, which you might be. But there are there's an aspect of it too, right? Uh, I don't know, do, taking care of ourselves that people don't see because it's we don't have platforms to talk about it. So 
Thank yeah. you for being vulnerable today. I really appreciate that. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank oh, you. <laughs> I loved having you and I'm sure we'll stay connected. Everyone yeah. remember, dream big. It's possible for you and your next version of success is around the corner. Mwah! <laughs>